At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We stay the course. We are dead. We are all dead. We're supposed to make the world a better place. What happened? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I know Kung Fu. You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This whole thing is insane. This whole thing is insane. 300 years ago, you'd have been burned at the stake. What do all men of power want? More power. This is now the United States of Zombieland. This whole thing is insane. Man is even capable of nothing but destruction. Everybody is stuck with the things that they're not proud of. More power. Welcome to the desert of the real. More power. There can be only one. Are you a God-fearing man, Senator? You're such a strange phrase. I've always thought of God as a teacher, as a bringer of light, wisdom, and understanding. You see, I think what you really are afraid of is me. Happy Heresies, and welcome to the Desert of the Real. Heresy shouldn't be this much fun, but it is, it just is. Especially with the latest AB Live. Audio version for thee in this eternal now and in this Red Bill cafeteria. Ola Wolny returned for a second Gnosis Sidewinder on the Archons and their domination of the planets. Beyond expanding on her research, she discussed Hyperborea, the gods' home, and nature's healing spirits. As always, You'll get revelations on how to break from stellar and societal programming to find your authentic self. If you get caught between the moon and New York City, the best you can do is call both fakes. Alright then, next show is a, quote, traditional podcast with Samuel Chong on alien visitations and prophecy full of astronosis and brimming with some electric bonuses. And February, oh February, just gets majestic with incredible content. Don't go anywhere, and I truly appreciate your support and company. And certainly join the Virtual Alexandria Academy. Lifetime membership, new courses added periodically. Learn at your leisure. Enjoy more than 20 courses at 30 plus hours. There are dozens of interactive quizzes and downloadable materials. Perfect regardless of your knowledge of Gnosticism and valuable for spiritual and intellectual growth. 
From the Gnostic Jesus to the fall of Sophia, from the Gospel of Thomas to magical texts, from Simon Magus to the secrets of Gnosis, it's all here and nowhere else online. The feedback has been phenomenal, and many participants tell me it's expanded their knowledge and even spiritual dimensions. Don't forget my voiceover availability for any podcast, commercial, audiobook, documentary, or whatever you need. I'll bring you stellar results with down-to-home professionalism. And don't forget I do have an Amazon wishlist and a fantastic merch store. Other than that, let us to our latest AV Live. The Empire Never Ended. You're not my father. I could be imagining you, but I don't think so. You have such a specific agenda. You're determined that I go with you somewhere. Who are you? I'm trying to help you. Stop fighting me. Are you an alien being of some kind? Is that it? You're an alien. You've created all these hallucinations, haven't you? This is what my species does. At the moment, just before death, one of us comes to help you understand what's happening, to make the crossing over an occasion of joy. And what is that? Our matrix, where your consciousness will live. I was being truthful when I said it was a place of wonder. It can be whatever you want it to be. Then why didn't you tell me this from the beginning? Why pretend to be my father? Usually people are comforted to see their loved ones. It makes the crossing over a much less fearful occasion. I've done this many times, but I've never encountered someone so resistant. My people are telling me to fight. They're trying to save me. They're trying out of desperation. It's hopeless. You're the one who sounds desperate. I don't get the feeling you're trying to make me comfortable. You're only interested in my agreeing to come with you. Because it's inevitable. And you don't strike me as any kind of good Samaritan. You're more like a vulture, preying on people at the moment of their death when they're most vulnerable. I've waited for you. I've been patient. But your patience is wearing thin. What's the real reason you want me in that matrix? Somehow I don't think it has anything to do with everlasting joy. You must go with me. If you could force me to go, you'd have done it already. You need me to agree, don't you? I have to go voluntarily. Wouldn't that be better than standing here in this endless debate? Let me tell you this. We can stand here for all eternity, and I will never choose to go with you. You're in a dangerous profession, Captain. You face death every day. There'll be another time, and I'll be waiting. Eventually, you'll come into my matrix. And you will nourish me for a long, long time. Go back to hell. And we are live. Welcome, everybody, to AB Live. My name is Miguel Connor, your pompadus of Gnosis, and we hope to be an endless possibility for everything. Uh, at the end of the day, you are the final authority, and you decide what journey to take with the Gnosis we provide. So, indeed, always very excited, and yeah, on this Thor slash 
Jupiter Day. We are going to go into the stars, but we're also going to go to the mysteries and the magic of the land because there's so much there. So I'm very excited to have for a second time Ola Wolny. Ola, thank you very much for coming back on the show. Thank you so much for having me again on the show. I'm so excited. Good evening, everybody, or good day. Um, it is uh, always night these days here in the north. So I'm uh, very, very happy to be back. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm really, really excited about what we are diving into today. Oh, yes. Can't wait. It certainly fits in with the... Uh... The Gnostic worldview, the liberation of mankind worldview. So uh, excellent. Yes. And I see, as always, people in the chat. Good to see everybody. Good to see Chester, Bob. I see Sunshine Valerie. As always, if you, we will try to get to your questions. Vance cannot join us again because, again, he has been tied up with uh, big responsibilities at his job, and such is the world, the material world. So if you have any questions, uh, I will try to get to them. Please super chat them if you can. And uh, we'll definitely get into some uh, housekeeping later on. Not much. So other than that, well, why don't we just hit the ground running, Ola? Um, what I wanted to ask you, and again, a lot of this will overlap with our last interview, but of course, a lot of it will, will definitely complement and expand to it. But uh, when did you exactly wake up or was there a point where you woke up? Uh, was there a sudden point? Was it gradual? I think with me is always the idea of... Uh, I never fit in this world and I knew there was something wrong. I knew I was programmed and one day I realized there's nothing wrong with not fitting and I just have to find the horizon out there. But how was it for you? Very good question. Um, I I think that uh, with me, probably similar, not not too exciting, unfortunately. Um, I, I think that it's been that kind of feeling always that there's something something more to this reality. There's something more to something, right? Because when you when you wake up, you don't know yet what you woken up to. So so it's a little bit. Um, uh, it was kind of it's a little bit you know like uh, walking blind for I think a long a long period of time and I think for me um a lot of it was around um a sort of certain events here and there where um just things didn't really exactly make sense I remember for example living in London on the 7-7th um uh so back in 2005 um I was I was literally in London at the time so so the way things happened the way things go went down there um just some of those things didn't make sense at the time um even you know such a si simple um silly things things like I've always been a bit of a, um, you know, nonconformist in many ways, including at work. Um, so I remember uh, moving at some point that was early on in my career. I moved from telecoms into oil and gas. And in telecoms, I was I was working in operations. Um, I was running some of the um, uh, sort of operational side of um, uh, telecoms networks. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of um, go-getter attitude um, was very, very welcome. And then I moved to oil and gas and I just moved to a totally different team working on slightly different things. And suddenly everything that I was always praised for on the telecom side 
was not really welcome in oil and gas because it was too much. And I and I kind of couldn't really reconcile, you know, how come somebody can be giving you this feedback, right, which we are so used to in the in the corporate world, kind of telling you what you should be like, who you should be like, what you should be like. And I'm thinking, but I am me. If it doesn't fit in, then it doesn't fit in. Don't try to shape me into something. And that was probably my... I was, you know, I was quite young back then. That was that would have been probably 15 years ago. Um, so, so I, I kind of started seeing that there is a certain expectation in this matrix world, in this in this kind of corporate world, being part of it, obviously, for us to be in a certain way and not really ourselves. And that really didn't go down so well with me. So. Um, you know, my that, that that's another long story, but I think it's kind of here and there a lot of um, a lot of things. I've always been into um, astrology. I've always been on the on the sort of spiritual side. I I could never understand why have we moved so much away from the natural ways of living. Um, it doesn't. You don't have to go back uh, long. Probably in some countries, 20, 30, 50 years ago. They were still, especially in the Eastern Europe, I come from Eastern Europe, as you know. Um, so our grandmothers, um, our great-grandmothers, very, very um, close to nature, living in the, in the nature cycles, uh, following the natural ways of um, healing, medicine, etc. And then suddenly, poof, the whole thing changes. And, it, and it's the, the, the most scary thing is that how people let it slip. Right. So people don't seem to don't seem to have noticed that so much has changed. So for me, definitely variety of, of um, events throughout throughout the years with, I think, obviously, the, the, the last years, probably the last sort of five, seven years being the, 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 the proper kind of culmination, the culminating point. And of course, you know, you cannot you cannot deny the effect that the last three years had probably on all of us. So that would have been the, the cherry on top. <laughs> and your original profession was an engineer, right? You were a, uh, as they call it, a left-minded person. Scientific. That's right. Yeah, I, I, and I, I think you know a lot of that still stays stays with me. So I, I, I happen to to be probably one of those um, difficult astrologers that asks questions that others don't. So I, I still bridge between the the, the kind of total engineering, you know, the mathematics, the physics, the the chemistry, and the scientific inquiry, scrutiny. I still bridge that into that kind of something more the metaphysical the the spiritual so i think i think this is really where we need to be operating not to be fooled but to be open enough to be to be able to invite and and appreciate that there is so much more oh agreed yeah we 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 were given a mind for reason for reason if you would uh and uh how has your change been uh, does your uh family look at you strange or friends look at you strange or what Oh, I'm so happy right now that uh, they don't really speak English. But you know, I've been, <laughs> I've been pretty much, I've been pretty much shunned. And um, to, you know, my my sort of switch from the the corporate world, which is obviously in the matrix, considered to be um, uh, high status and and sort of you know filling um, the the expectations, I, I've switched to something that's um, just a great disappointment, right? So. Um, of course, this is. Um, I, I think that I think that um, 
some of my family are a little bit more open-minded, but unfortunately, I think I've, I've suffered pretty much like everybody um, in many ways, you know, including the last three years, our choices versus their choices, right? Our, our um, behaviors, our responses, reactions versus everybody else's. So that was unfortunately quite a tough time. Um, I, I happen to be away from from my sort of original family. I um, probably you might you might know I live in um, in northern Norway, so everybody is back in Poland and a little bit scattered across the world. But here I am alone here, so um, I it's it it can get tough, and it, I think it can get tough for everybody. Yeah, but I don't think distance matters because <clears throat> with my family, we get into some big WhatsApp fights, you know, cousins <laughs> and uncle, you know, everybody, you know, the drill and everybody's the drill. sharing their data and you should do this. And how do you put so it's uh, yeah, yeah, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. So uh, awesome. So um, why don't we summarize what we did last show and your ideas and then we can go from there. And uh, please correct me uh, if I'm missing something, but your ideas is, again, uh, we obviously live in a sort of simulation, a trap, and this is, starts with the very stars themselves. The stars are these uh, constructs or entities that are there to keep us trapped in the simulation or whatever you want to call it. And, of course, in a last show, you gave plenty of evidence from... Uh, from the Sumerian times, from the Gnostic Gospels like the Pistis Sophia, uh, so and everything. So, but is that it? Is that a good summary, or what am I? Um, yeah, I, I, I would, I would, I would think so. Um, probably, I, I would say that I don't um, specifically believe that we are in a simulation, as in such as the Matrix movie. We're all asleep and we're dreaming something. Not in that context. I, 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 I don't share that view. However, I definitely see us. Um, I, I believe we have been invaded as a race. I think we we were living here originally, so this is not uh, we're not a product of someone's experiments, as we are being led to believe. I I see us more. Um, I always I always mention that in the, in the interviews that I see us more as the um, uh, the avatar story rather than the the matrix story. Obviously, the, the roles are flipped over there. No. Um, but I see it more in that sense that we would have been a very, very advanced um, spiritual, spiritually evolved race that gets uh, invaded. And uh, unfortunately, as a result of the experiments that um, were performed, our DNA gets shut down. Um, our abilities um, obviously get limited to almost nothing right now. And yet that spark still prevails, right? Um, which is which is amazing, just a fabulous testimony to to how powerful um, humans as a race really are. Um, so I believe that um, the the invaders, the gods, right, the, the archons, they've created a construct above us, and it's a, literally a technology based construct whereby they utilize the energy and the the, the sort of dynamics of the of the planets of the uh, constellations. Um, literally um, exerting certain um, effect upon humans, um, obviously to, to draw energy, to um, direct us in, in our daily choices, something that we believe we have a free will, while I would argue that uh, a lot of it, um, as long as you stay 
uh, on the autopilot, right? A lot of it's predetermined, so um, a bit of an anticlimax here, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, I just, it, it just makes so much sense. You know, this is not um, exactly my idea. It's, it's, it's something that I have observed throughout variety of um, cosmologies um, from different geographies uh, in the world, uh, different cultures, different times. They seem to repeat the same story, including the ancient texts. Um, so pretty much a very clear picture of um, some kind of construct controlling us, um, broadcasting certain frequencies. You may call it programming. That's why it's called mind, mind control. And literally for the purpose of um, sucking the, the energy, right? So sort of provoking us to certain reactions, to certain life situations. That's why things keep repeating. That's why we keep on going through traumas and difficulties, which is obviously something that they love because they, they feed off that. Mm, and, and in that context, yes, I would say it's a game. It's a game for them, not for us. Um, it's more like a zoo, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> where I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, it's 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 just this is what this is what it looks like. So, so right now we're really, really, um, I think, in a in a very, very good position with so many people finally um, getting on board with um, at least seeing that there must be something more to this madness. <laughs> Indeed, and it's important to know too. Also, in your ideas. This machine, and again, yeah, simulation is, I say it's the best analogy. I always like to say like a simulation. I mean, we don't, our minds really can't perceive it yet or we get glimpses. But in this machinery, the Zodiac machine, we are reincarnated and kept from coming back down like the Gnostics and the ancient Egyptians and the nice. cult of Mithras. I mean, so many examples, as you've pointed out. And uh, But uh, isn't the big trick that those who think that they've got the stars figured out. Like I know people, well, I have to learn the Zodiac so I can trick those archons and figure them out. <laughs> but the problem is that most people aren't doing uh, astrology right. That's like the big trap that the archons have, have given us. I, I think there's few things going on. One of them, absolutely, as you observed, being that um, <laughs> they gave us, you know, they gave us, they gave us this McDonald's of astrology, as I call it, which is which is the um, the the Western astrology. And of course, the use of tropical zodiac. And I know that a lot of people may argue on that one, but um, I strongly recommend actually doing the, the scientific scrutiny on the reasons why tropical zodiac is in place, what it really is, why are we ignoring precession of equinoxes, um, why are we pretending planets or stars are in some positions where they are not in reality, if you look at the sky. Um, so yes, we are dealing with a lot of misinformation. Um, obviously, everything is done on purpose. We're dealing with a lot of um, cover-ups. So we are only unwrapping. Um, right now, we're getting, uh, you know, everything, everything that the misinformation has been going on for millennia. Um, I blame um, for a lot of it Ptolemy uh, from you know really? back 2000. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. As uh, uh, serving serving the Roman Empire, right, and the the remnants of Roman em Empire we still have um, uh, in Vatican. So so the Roman Empire has never um, sort of uh, fell. So so 
there's been a lot of orchestrated decisions that have been rolled out across wide geographies and obviously that then gets um, fed into the um, educational system and the politics etc to program and to eradicate certain wisdom while injecting some absolute nonsense um, and here we are trying to uh, <laughs> navigate around around that. So definitely that being uh, being a big, big um, issue here. Uh, second of it, um, I strongly recommend or I would, I would say that our job here is absolutely not to stay in astrology. And yes, I'm an astrologer who says that. Absolutely not. Because then you're just playing into their hand, right? I mean, this is not our plan. This is their plan. This is the God's plan for your life so that they can keep sucking the energy out of you. So so ultimately, and, and the hermetic text, for example, so openly and so beautifully talk about exactly that, that everyone's um, purpose in this life should be to escape the Zodiac. Yeah, they talk about releasing the archons of the Zodiac within us and replacing it. With other forces for us to wake up. And I think somebody in the chat was saying, uh, what about Vedic astrology? Is that more accurate or saying, what's your opinion on uh, that? Well, it, it is technically more accurate because Vedic actually follows the, the, the real um, uh, positions of the of the planets and the stars. Of course, you can kind of argue a little bit on exactly, are we, are we exactly here? Are we one degree to the side? But it's just a little technicality. But of course, Vedic is much more sort of um, uh, technically correct. However, um, the problem with, with Vedic um, in, the in the current state is that it advocates, it, it kind of, again, twists certain things. And it advocates to believe, for example, in karma. Karma, another program of the matrix. If you, if you want to play that game, if you want to continue to come back on the reincarnation cycle, then, yeah, you're going to believe in karma and that's what's going to happen for you because, obviously, when you die, you're going to be told that um, you did this and that and this is what you have to repay and, and you have this debt, so absolutely have to come back onto this plane. Um, while, I mean, obviously, the, the Western version being the original sin and the, the sin, right, and the Eastern version being karma. So same program based on the same principles and, again, forcing people, sort of shoving down your throat um, some kind of um, ideology about being guilty of something and needing to repay that doesn't serve any good purpose. So absolutely I do not support that. In my readings, however, I do use a blend of Babylonian Vedic astrology, not because it's something for us to follow, but because we need to understand exactly the code that we have received so that we can escape it, right? So kind of flipping everything yeah. um, uh, 180 degrees. Mm, so I would say that anything that in any way... Um, tries to tries to determine you or tries to tell you that this is this is how you need to live your life this is the karma that you have the reason why you are not going to have a good life is because of this and that well that's not empowering and this is not true this is the god's plan this is not our plan no that that makes sense i think is uh my friend anon almost was saying yeah we've got a right write our own code well i guess that would be the big question how do you break fate and obviously that's something that the gnostics the greeks the chaldean oracles were all talking about i 
I always like there's one, I mean, the Gnostics got very elaborate with their ceremonies and psychology and everything else. But there's one text, I think it's the secret book of James, where it says if if you're flying after death or in an astral body and the archons tackle you and they're like, go back, go back. All you have to tell them is this is not my home. That's yeah. it. And they'll let you go. They're like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. That's the one magic spell that can't fail. So. But how do we, how would you say to break again, recognizing that we are coded, that there's a code within us or what else? Well, that on its own, um, of course, it's very important and it's, it's very good to know. Uh, however, in reality, um, as you probably know, the, the programming is so deep and it's so um, widespread. It's not as simple as just being always conscious because it doesn't really prevent the fact that we are constantly being subjected to the same um, uh, reaction mechanism to, to the same situations, etc., etc. So that in itself, okay, it's a good defense mechanism, but that's not really so proactive. So um, I, I think that we have to get a little bit alchemical and esoteric on this point because you see, the um, in reality, a lot of wisdom about what to do um, is already coded in the ancient texts and we already have it. It's not just in the text. We already have it. We just don't know. We, we, we cannot see the forest through the trees a little bit. So what I'm talking specifically about is... The, the fact that in, in the uh, matriarchal lineage, okay, or in the, in the feminine alchemy, which is, which is my dearest, dearest topic, um, the women, the witches of the past, witches comes from wise women. So, of course, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing um, uh, negative here. They already had the abilities. They already had the wisdom, the, the knowledge, the abilities, the alchemy to escape the, this mechanism. Um, right now, the, the very, very uh, amazing thing is that in this time, due to certain cosmic um, cycles, which I can, I can go into about um, uh, just, just in a minute, um, we happen to find ourselves at a very, very magnificent um, opportunity to literally take down this construct. And you see, if you if you understand it in the context that I'm trying to explain it, so we have certain um, technology above us. Um, we have certain, um, literally, uh, <laughs> things that are servicing this construct. So if we can take it down, it's not going to work anymore. How to take it down? This is the question. So what the gods did when they came here and maybe i'm not going to be very popular here because um everybody gets excited about the pyramids well you know from where i come from and from from the teachings that i have received including the research that i've done pyramids are nothing positive pyramids have been put in place and 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 it's by the way it's it's thousands of pyramids around the earth it's not only those that we think we know here where i live there is actually several mountains that are disguised um, pyramids. 
So they have been placed strategically, specifically to sort of um, cooperate or coordinate certain things with this mechanism and also make it impossible for us to um, continue to connect to the um, um, to the Earth sensor and to the galactic sensor. So part of that mechanism. Certain things have been inhibited that used to be natural to us, us humans as a, as a very, very spiritually advanced race. So ultimately, we have been rid of certain capabilities that we used to have. A lot of that used to be in the um, women's line because women are the life bringers. They are the portals. We happen to have a portal. That's why we are able to give birth. Obviously, we bring souls from another dimension into this material plane. We give birth. So if, if this is something that we are capable of doing, what else can we do? And this is the knowledge that has been kept from us. So if you, for example, um, follow the, the teachings of Mary Magdalena and what Isis, Inanna, Ishtar, right? It's the, the same name, the same story, the, 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 same, the same feminine teaching. Um, they actually tell us. They tell us specifically about uh, capabilities that women need to remember, especially at this time, and be able to um, produce certain, let's call it this way, produce certain energies into this plane, which are literally going to... This is not about fighting. Women don't fight. Um, it's about producing certain energy or bringing in, allowing certain energies to be um, introduced onto this plane, which ultimately it's not possible for this construct to continue to operate while these energies uh, become present here. No, that makes perfect sense. I'm sorry, keep going. So, so, no, no, I'll, I'll just, just, just the final, final thing that it's not even about exiting the matrix. It's we can actually take the matrix down. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Wow. Yes. And again, there are means and the tools to do it. And you work with other women to find this power, to to uh, yeah tap into this power and so forth. And for the audience in our last interview, Ola discussed, too, a very important thing is that the moon is not the great feminine symbol, but it's part of the construct. It's the trick. It's what ruins your cycles and all these other programming. And you, women should focus on Venus, which also has cycles. And it's sort of the, the true divine feminine source or energy. I probably uh, absolutely agreed. Um, I, I, I don't advocate sort of focusing on another, um, again, external deity. However, no. I, I, I definitely can um, speak lots about the meaning of Venus for the ancient civilizations um, from Babylon to Mayas, Egypt, um, the Norse mythology, Vedas, everybody was um, observing and following Venus. There was a lot of reverence to, towards Venus and really, really story of Pistis Sophia is very much linked. It's a parallel to Venus being caught 
into the Archon's uh, zodiacal net, however, never being corrupted by, by them. That's why Venus continues to hold that feminine principle and she continued to um, give us that wisdom about navigating around the, the matrix, for example, about how to die, not to yeah. be sucked back onto the reincarnation loop. So she's talking about what you mentioned before, about going down, right? Going into the halls of Amenti, for example, how uh, Emerald Tablets, um, going down the tree of life, Norse mythology, um, not up never up yeah no that makes sense and in fact uh that's where people miss it too when you look, read the old jewish merkabah text though they go to the throne of god they always say go down the gnostics right. and the neoplatonists always say go in that's it's sort of it's the mm -hmm. little trick subtle trick you miss and bob burns thanks for the super chat he's talking about uh what's your interpretation of the myth of inan is exactly the same right she goes uh, down into the, the, the descent. Absolutely, absolutely. This this, this is the the basic. I honestly strongly recommend. I mean, of of course, uh, highly. Uh, uh, again, uh, the myth has been tampered with by patriarchy. The original myth has nothing to do with anybody, Enki or anybody saving her. Um, she's not going to visit her sister. There is no sister. She's she is going to the um, underworld. Absolutely, this is the this is. It kind of has a double meaning, okay? One of it being about, yeah, you go down um, for a variety of reasons, but you do go down to the bottom, to, to the sort of roots of the of the tree of life, so journey to the underworld. But secondary, it is about um, going down. A woman goes down. She needs to buy. By the way, she needs to take off seven. Um, she takes off, I think, in the myth, sort of seven garments, right? That's not what we need to take off. That's another um, misinterpretation. So, so, so there's there's very very alchemical meaning. I, I specifically talk about the uh, descent uh, to the underworld um, with uh, ladies. This is a journey that absolutely everybody should um, uh, perform um, in this life, not after, um, especially for for ladies, because it's it's to do with rites of passage, um, and it, it is to do with regaining and reconnecting um, on that deep, deep level with um, that metaphysical part of this um, plane, this planet, wherever we live in, doesn't matter about whether it's flat or round, there is something more that we have been disconnected from. So in order to regain that power, we need to reconnect, part of which is the uh, descent into underworld, which by the way, is very, very much again, um, paralleled by the, by the story of Venus, retrograde venus venus moving from being the um uh, evening star again descend into the underworld when she uh disappears under the horizon and then she comes back up after several days and she becomes visible again so again venus is holding that same story beautifully alchemically um of how to die how to resurrect which is by the way also the story of jesus Jesus dying on the cross, being taken off the cross, being taken to the to the to the grave, which is a cave. A cave right. always in feminine alchemy. Caves are always connected to the to the womb of the earth. So taken to the womb of earth, which obviously corresponds to, for example, Venus disappearing under the horizon or Inanna descending into the underworld. 
Yeah, well said. And of course, yeah, we can default. We can talk about the fall of Sophia, Cybele. I mean, over and over there, the answers are there. And I always like exactly. Charles Stein, I guess, said the text is a secret. It's there. And when you get it, you're gonna get it. There is no trying to give you a list or teach you. It just it comes out of you. But I don't I know you're talking about people being awake, but I wonder about that, Ola. And here's an example. Uh, as I've said on this show, the powers need to control women, and I mean control them brutally because women are connected not just to the other world, but they're connected to nature. Control the woman, you control nature. You control nature, you control the spice. I'm talking like, dude, right? You control the power, the drug, all that. But I don't know if things are getting better for women because, um, sure, women can vote. They don't need, they have more rights and all that. But there's this book that I'm really enjoying called The Myth of Normal by Gabor Mate. And it's very young and it comes with that. And it's about the idea of the mind healing the body. And he gives some startling uh facts for example uh autoimmune disease especially things like uh ms and others in the 20s used to be kind of equal between men and women right well guess what in 2023 three-fourths of women get autoimmune disease while men is dropping and people are like well it's the environment and i said no this is it's an attack on women's on minds women. Absolutely. to destroy their bodies so that they're easily controlled, right? Absolutely. Um, I would even go as far as I can I can bring back um, the, uh, I mentioned before, the, the, those three cycles. Why now? Why, why attacking women? I mean, this is not the first time women are being attacked, right? The fact that patriarchy yeah. has been introduced thousands of yeah. years ago. And but now they tell women, well, you can have a job and you can have this, but now we have another way of... <laughs> yeah, but you see, with the with the women can have job. Um, what what happened is um, for millennia, women have been controlled in a in a way that they were not allowed anything, right? right. So so that feminine energy has been eradicated in in one way. That couldn't last anymore when sort of the 1920th century came. So so of course what the controllers did, they catered to the to the fact that they cannot really control that that way anymore. So they flipped it and they pushed it to the other extreme where women became masculine. Women and and but mind you, I've I've you know I've had a career in the corporate world. I I climbed the ladder and all that good stuff. So I'm absolutely not against women um, being in the in the work environment. However, I have seen that and I have noticed and I can see that in the context of this agenda that's playing in front of our eyes, how um, the the controllers are now trying to push women into that masculine energy because when you operate from the masculine. Um, you are you're not able to literally use um, your system, which is very much to do with your hormones, with your endocrines, um, with everything working together in a in a beautiful um, harmony and balance. You are not you're not able to start it in a way where that true feminine power, and I really, I, I, I'm not talking any new agey nonsense here. I'm talking the, the stuff that the, the Gnostics, the, 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 the women of the, um, the, the ancient women were talking about. Women need to have the ability to literally start up their hormonal system to be able to start producing certain substances, suppressions, 
secrets, right? Here it is. In order to literally be able to bring in those energies and, and birth them into this realm. As long as you are out of that energy, whether you're in your masculine or whether you're in your um, victim kind of zone and trauma and all that stuff, you cannot do that. So, of course, that there is this um, agenda trying to push us one way or another. And it's been going on for a very, very long time, right? The tools might have changed, but the idea is the same. And right now, um, the good news, okay, is that right now we have found ourselves in an amazing, amazing moment. I'm not sure if I mentioned that last time, but we have an alignment of three major, major cycles cosmically, three major things going on. So we have the end of Kali Yuga. Um, so so the uh, on the Vedic side, sort of around the year 2000 is being quoted. But even if you look at the Mayas, right, and the, the 2012 big year, most likely that's what it was about. Of course, uh, misinterpreted, end of the world, right. end of Kali Yuga. Um, second cycle being the age of Aquarius. And I know, of course, you know, if we want to be very mathematical about it, we are not yet in the age of Aquarius. However, looking at what we are being um, entertained with by the controllers of the matrix, these are very, very much the negative, the, the low Aquarian um, energies, the transhumanism, etc. This is the, the this is this is the flavor, unfortunately. So I would argue exactly where we where we are here. I would say we are at the gateway to. Uh, to the Aquarius, which, by the way, um, Aquarius is not a man. Aquarius is a woman. Um, no. Originally, mythologically, um, the, the woman with a uh, uh, with a jar or with the grail um, that was Hebe, um, uh, mm. Mary Magdalena, whoever you want to attribute that to, it doesn't really matter. The point is, it's a woman. It's a woman holding the anointment jar, the the holy grail pouring water of life onto this reality. What is water of life? This is the energy. These are the codes I'm talking about. And on top of that, the beautiful third one is the fact that we are finding ourselves right now at a time where at winter solstice, such an important time, the sun is in perfect alignment with the center of Milky Way galaxy. And Milky Way galaxy center is, of course, a black hole. And even NASA tells us that everything um, originates from black holes. Matter comes from black holes, right? This is this is how things are birthed. It is a massive birthing place. That's what black holes are. So mm -hmm. that original energy, the original cause of creation, are literally being sent and fed our way, overtaken by the sun and transported sort of um, towards us. The problem is who is here? with the holy grail to receive it and birth it oh, fascinating yeah and uh what was i going to say um what uh, and sort of a a little going back to the seven veils and the uh i think uh in the new testament mary magdalene has the seven demons cast out of her do you think this is the same or there's a what's an esoteric meaning to this or is it the same as the hermeticist? Um, She's getting rid of her fate, her car. 
the number seven um, is, you know, everywhere, all over, all over the esoteric meanings and the and the texts. Um, what exactly is being casted out of her? I would I would say that probably something to do with perhaps the. Um, by the way, the chakras, right? Also, seven yeah, of yeah. them, seven right. rays. Um, seven rays of the rainbow. Seven. The, the, the seven is very, very, very um, significant uh, number. I would be quite um, open to interpreting it in a in a sense of us having some kind of perhaps overlays or something that is receiving the energy of the matrix. So literally, us being. Um, the receivers to the transmitters that are above us. So perhaps there is something about that. So taking off the, the seven um, demons, meaning um, getting rid of those seven um, receivers, whether that be implanted into us, um, energetic implants, something like that, perhaps. Um, I would say that that's probably to do with the chakras as well, because chakras are also directly linked to the to the planets. No, it makes sense. And uh like you were saying, uh, you also have the Cathar prophecy, the laurel turns green in 2021. Yeah. I tell people, don't think it just happened. These things shift. I am frustrated because the I think between the Yugas, there's like 4 million years or something before <laughs> one age or another, isn't there? <laughs> I'm going to be um, old, Ola, if I have to wait. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's not, not good for that event. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you see, I'm, to be honest with you, I, I think that um, we've messed up the math on on the on the yugas so i that that's another that's whole another program but i don't i don't really i don't really believe we're dealing with millions of years here i i really really don't um i think it's again it's a misinterpretation of certain things um so i i i would be um i i think we've seen already the signs that things are happening now um one of the cutters um uh well, obviously, the, the prophecies uh, and most other things talking about what you just said, but also, also what we have um, from from the Cather side is um, uh, when they mention that everything is going to kick off, uh, and they specifically describe certain cosmic events um, with with the moon um, and the the constellation of Virgo and the sun and the planets being in certain positions, and that happened around the equinox, the fall equinox, twenty seventeen. And they were they said very very um, specifically um, that that time will kick off a period of eight years where it is going to be make or break. So 2017 plus eight years were kind of take, taking us to about 2025. We are in the beginning of 2023, so we kind of we're, we're a little bit over the, the the halfway halfway moment here, right? So this is why it is so so important that, um, and I think I think especially ladies are really feeling it. They may not exactly know exactly what is it that they are they are guided towards, but something is really waking up in 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 women. And I don't really think that um, we will get to a point where women will be in any way recognized for whatever contribution they are to um, bring upon us here. But um, definitely, definitely, there is a massive, massive um, job to be done. Um, the Cathars were also saying that they will be coming back around this time so meaning they will be incarnating um down here um so so i i would say that they are already here 
you know, probably amongst us too. Um, so obviously, uh, the ones who know are going to be back. And, and they knew that obviously this time is so critical because of those three um, cycles converging, which is which is extremely rare. And, and for us to have all those uh, energies supporting such a significant shift, this is why we have the current situation with the agenda. This is why this agenda is now and not in 20 years or 50 years. It's now because they know exactly what they are dealing with. And they're hoping that we will not find out. Exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, as I, I mean, right now we've got the, the World Economic Conference. And I'm like, these people look like bad James Bond villains, rejects from a James Bond. It's their, their shtick has gotten tired. And as you say, more and more people are waking up to this yeah. sort of uh, eternal game they play without imagination without creativity just yeah like a bad sci-fi movie or something and uh we can't push back against them yeah uh you know their time their time as per the natural cycles their time is over they are they are artificially and uh, in, a, in a really really dramatic and desperate way trying to somehow extend their time when it's already out so obviously the the i i, I don't want to really kind of um uh, talk about things that are going to potentially give you another strike on your channel but <laughs> you, <laughs> you know the, the the kind of um um the elixir that is um yeah. offered to everybody um for the past two years or so um it has dna altering um uh, qualities let's say it like that right so this is not an accident the reason for that is in the context of, of those cycles that i'm talking about the reason for that is that if your dna gets altered you are not able to receive these codes that i i mentioned the, the those cosmic codes those this cosmic light whatever you want to call it this cosmic energy this original um primer um cosmic energy that's being sent to us right now you will not be able to receive that is your if your dna gets messed up so what they are hoping for or they were hoping for is that literally they cannot stop the cycles but they can mess up our dna so that we will not be able to sort of benefit from this amazing energy these energies are natural or do they come from a, a higher source well uh, you know depending how you how you um perceive the higher source these energies um specifically the energy i'm talking about is the energy coming from the the black hole in the center oh, of milky way okay. galaxy so the one that's um, responsible for birthing this whole universe right so whether you want to call it the cosmic mother in a more alchemical esoteric way or whether you want to the cosmic womb um or uh, whether you want to call it some kind of source probably it's 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 kind of it's a little bit um however however uh, you feel comfortable right but but these are real things this is not in kind of some kind of um new age esoteric um hope um we are dealing with um natural cycles and part of them being that the original creative energies are are sometimes rarely but sometimes heading our way so this is the time to take the matrix down 
fascinating. Yeah, it reminds me there's a text in the Nag Hammadi library, the paraphrase of Shem. I think the Canaanites are behind it. And it's a very graphic, X-rated demons doing things to human. But these Gnostics are in a really bad mood. Uh, it's almost like they lost hope. But they describe at the top of the universe a womb that creates everything. And they yes. hate her. They're yeah. shaking. They're, they want to do a spell and bring her down because they feel they can't escape this universe unless they bring down this cosmic wound. So they kind of knew. But again, they're not happy Gnostics like me. <laughs> right, right. Very well, angry Nos, angry, angry elves like the movie Elf. <laughs> well, when you when you think about it, right, uh, everything is is uh, born from womb. Um, mm. So so there is there is um, something that's uh, intrinsically um, linked to to the to the mother principle right. um, in 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 all of these texts. Even when you look at the Kabbalah, right, and the the, the waters, there's always talk about waters and in the bible the waters waters above the um uh, the, the salty waters and the fresh waters mm -hmm. where we are dealing with the waters is in the womb right so when a baby is in the womb there is that there are waters present so so and and the waters are um obviously mixing and something is being born out of those waters so this is typical natural um uh, evolution or or um uh, Typical for us, uh, process which which gets repeated um, on many many levels as above so below, right? Exactly. Yeah. Even the Egyptians, uh, the great god Atum came out of this moisture and water to become self-aware right. and give birth. All, to all of us do, right? Yeah. All yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is great. Well, I wanted we wanted I want to move to the land as we promised at the beginning of the show. So I want to show the audience this video right here. And uh, isn't this beautiful, guys? You might be thinking, is this the Mediterranean? Is this somewhere uh, in the Rockies or somewhere else? Where is this place? But hola. This place might surprise people. Where is this video from? Well, I would love to say it's my backyard, but, you know, uh, no yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be wasting your time on this podcast. You'd be out there. Just, uh... <laughs> not not far from it, to be to be absolutely honest. Um, so so the place where I live, Lufoten and Vesterolen, uh, northern Norway, we are um, past the Arctic Circle. So we are very much in the um, Arctic here. And I think many people will be very, very surprised about the landscapes and especially about the energy of this place. There's something absolutely unique and special. I, you know, I've been to quite a few places around um, around the earth or uh, around the flat earth. So, <laughs> so I've been, <laughs> I've had a chance to, to, to experience and feel the other places. And I must say that I have never ever experienced something like this land. The, the landscapes, these kind of, the, the, the beach that you just showed us, it's, it's not something um, unique. Uh, there's a lot of those yeah. here. Here's a picture. How can this be the Arctic Circle? <laughs> absolutely. So here is here is another another one. This land is absolutely magical. There's something about it. Um, and by the way, it's reflected in in the in the local local legends. 
um, something very, very special about this place. Yeah, for the audience, uh, with some beautiful pictures, and so the so what this must be a summer. The water, how's the water? I guess that's always a question. How's the water? Yeah, how's the water? Well, you know, I I I'm really the worst person to ask how is the water because I can't even get into the get into the water in Spain. So I'm I'm really bad with that one. Um, but I can guarantee you that people do um, go and have a swim. Um, you can go for a dip. It's not a, it's not a problem. Um, um, it's doable. Um, uh, I think I think there are locations where um, it's it's obviously a little bit better, a little bit worse. But uh, the weather, surprisingly, in the summer, for us, it can get up to let's say twenty five, sometimes even thirty degrees. We do get That's that. But obviously, this is not going to be a um, a continuous phase. Um, it is just a few days here or there. Um, however. There's something else that goes on with the climate here, which makes our summers, even when the temperatures are in the in the kind of shy 20s, it feels really, really hot. It feels really, really hot. And you can sunbathe easily from, you know, plus plus sort of 16, 17, no problem. So the in northern Norway, you will always see people that are more tanned than in Spain um, for some reason. So it's um, honestly, I think you would be very, very surprised because we, we tend to hold those um, uh, ideas about what Arctic must be like. It's just ice and cold and it's absolutely yeah. not. Winter is probably not the best time. Um, but summers, um, obviously, we get the, the midnight sun. Um, here where I am, I think we get that from about late April, early May. And then it goes on until um, sort of late August. So that's 24-7 daylight and, and sun shining, you know, at midnight. So that's beautiful. Um, amazing experience. Um, I, I think that there's something very, very unique in many, many ways here. And there you have it, oh, you veterans of a thousand psychic wars. Ola bringing down the Zodiac house. The Archons scurry like cockroaches under the light of Sophia in our second part. So please support this Red Pill Cafeteria for the complete interview. And if you find any value in the content I provide... It will cost you less than a buck per episode, and that's a deal of your many lifetimes. And there are many ways to support and join. The alternative spirituality and philosophy of the Gnostics are more critical than ever in this Philip K. Dick world in Gnostic times. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being yourself, your true self, here in the desert of the real. Hello and goodbye, as always. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.